three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. I went ahead and just hit the record button so I don't miss any uh, any golden moments. Well, good, good. Yeah, you know, my, my technology background is not real deep. So I was like, uh, let me get on here and, and make sure that uh, uh, this thing is operable. It's going to work just in case I was going to have to call you. Gotcha. Hey, I, I like what you're doing. I see you doing the zooming in and zooming out. I was like, okay, okay. Here, I'm going to tell you, I don't know how I'm doing it. So mm. that's the one thing. I was like, okay, am I doing this? Or is it doing it on its own? But uh, mm, okay. uh, obviously, I, I'm 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 in my 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 cave, and so there it goes again. It's, okay, now it's it, yeah. See, so I don't know if it's going off my body movements or just it wants to do it whenever it wants it. So um, okay, okay. As long, hey, well, if, if I get out of focus, let me know. Got you. Well, I was, was going to say this would probably be the the uh, the most uh, how would you say interactive video recording I've yeah. done yet. So <laughs> yeah. You say he says he's not a professional, folks, but hey, he's got the camera working on its own, no hands, like... Yeah. Yo, hey, well, what? Hey, one one thing about it, you know, uh, I I can fake it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, can make it <laughs> I, I see you got you got the uh, I see you got your T-shirt on. What what's it say? Oh yeah, yeah. We we got to get you ready on. Okay. Oh, there it is. There it is. I love yeah, it. That, Man, hey, that's, that's nice. What, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what the that's what gets me up in the morning. You know, you gotta get you ready on. You gotta get ready gotcha. for the challenges that life's gonna throw at us every day. And so, yep. but uh, hey, I. Appreciate how you been doing, man. I've been, I've been great. Just, just, oh, yeah. just. I feel like every day, just smiling from ear to ear, and like excited. I, I just got back um, from these last ten days. I went back up to Lansing for a follow up training that they had for the Extreme Extinction, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I stayed, stayed there a few days past it, and was able to link no. up with one of the, I think one of the newer coaches. I forget if he just got certified this last this January or if he's okay. already certified. But he's a he's a physical therapist or not. Not a physical therapist. He's a he's a therapist, like clinical okay. therapist. And okay. his thing is that he heals people. And whenever wow. he said okay. it at first, he he didn't have it um, fleshed out all the way, understanding like what his niche is and all of that. But we yeah. traded rep where um, I had a chance to look at his assessment. We set a time and we went through it. So he was my first um, assessment coaching, so to say. And yeah. from that session, we we did the short little bit. He got something out of it. And then we were talking about, hey, like we should really work together because everybody has their own niche but like yeah. more than likely i'm gonna run into somebody that needs therapy like everybody needs therapy and if, you, right. if he understands specifically how to talk to people that are like high d people that may be angry versus yeah. driven because it's like you, you can be passionate and driven but like if you have this anger he's uh, agitating you you really need to dig down and understand like why that wow. is so he has the ability yeah. to do that since he's gone through like the schooling and all of that and i was like man that's a great thing well i think you just mentioned a good point we we I know for a fact I'm going to run into some clients that are probably better suited speaking to somebody else in the, that's in a different industry that's closer to what they're in. And mm-hmm. there's knowledge there that um, the collaboration between us as a community to say, hey, I've got somebody that speaks your language um, way more effective than I can. You know, right. yeah, let, let, let me pass you on to this individual right here and, and have confidence mm-hmm. that they're going to take care of that person and do the very best. And, 
So um, I like I like that thought right there because I think um, you know it's going to be uh, a, a challenge to try to right. be able to help everybody. And so Absolutely. you just got to know what the niche is, you know. And yeah. so and that's I think that's what I'm I'm, I'm narrowing it down. You know, mm. you can't be everything. You just got to narrow it down. And obviously, my background sales, and so I right. kind of cater to I cater to the the, the sales industry, um, understanding behaviors. Um, right when you meet a client to determine, okay, which direction do I take this client? You know, right. what communication style? And it's, uh, it, it's, it's so funny, Asher, that when I was training in the early 90s, um, I didn't have any information about this, this disc assessment. Um, mm-hmm. Really, I hadn't even heard about it. But I was told that there's four um, behaviors that you need to be aware of. And we had different names for them in the auto industry. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'll tell you the, the names of them. Yeah, the yeah. D, the dom- the D, the dominant uh, uh, customer, we called them um, Mr. and Mrs. Hard Luck because <laughs> they, they they would give you a hard time. We felt like okay, because um, they wanted to do this, they wanted they wanted to test ride, they they wanted to get pricing information, they wanted to do everything now, and yep, yep. but they didn't want to they didn't want to give you anything, no name, no number. So that was that was that's the D, Mr. Hard, yep. Mr. And Mrs. Hard Luck. Yeah, um, yeah. For the influencer, we that was Mr. and Mrs. Jovial. They were mm. highly spirited people. They they um joking, having a good time. The only problem with them is that they get off course and you'd have to bring them back in, you know, to say, hey, okay, <laughs> let's keep driving the car. We're having a good time. Now you're getting off course. You just had to keep them in, in, in between like a bowling lane. You just had to keep them in the lane right. and, and yeah. you would get to the cell. But it was a great it was a great time because they were highly spirited people. And mm. so um for for the S's for steadiness, we call them our social butterfly. They're the people that love to communicate, but they're going to communicate at a certain pace. They're not going to be rushed, but they're having a, a conversation that you have with them. Is They're looking for you. They're looking for that conversation. So the S is for social butterfly. And then for these the compliance, those were Mr. and Mrs. Analytical. They were the customers that wanted all the necessary information up front, and then they were going to go home and think about it and do the research <laughs> some more. And, and, and then when they come ready to buy, if you chained up anything on that information that you gave them, they got to go back home for another six months. And right. so when I got up there and I started to understand the disc assessment, I said, we just had a different name for these people. I, I, mm. I kind of understand it. Now, right. I, I didn't know how to communicate with them as much as I, I'm learning now. But it's so right, right. that um, it's very important, especially in the sales industry, to be able to communicate with all behaviors because only 25% of the sales that you give, you know, won't make you great. It'll make right. you good, but it won't make you great. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm loving this. This is, this is a, gotcha. uh, I'm excited about it. Me too. And what, so, I mean, to, to that point that you just made, like what, what makes somebody go from like that good to great in the sales industry? In the, to go from good to great, just, just off of the the thing that we're talking about is being able to um, understand those other three individuals mm-hmm. because using a, using the uh, automobile industry they drove up in the car Asher somebody mm-hmm. sold them something. Okay. Yeah. so while you're having a hard time with them somebody has found out a way to earn their business and so mm-hmm. as a salesperson if I can understand first of all who I am and and, right. and pick out which I was very uh, I didn't have a problem picking out the, the social butterfly because I'm a, I'm a high ass I mm-hmm. I, I could recognize that in individual just by asking them some questions 
And the first one would be asking, you know, did you see the football game last night? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the football game. What'd you think about it? Next thing we're having yeah. a conversation. You see, right. I knew that individual. If I asked Mr. Hard Luck or D, he don't have time for the question. You no. know, he's, he's not, I don't watch football. I don't do that. Give me the car. And so right. once I, you know what I'm saying? Just give me the car. You know, get the key. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so once I was able to identify and get comfortable in the other three settings, that's when the advancement of my sales took off. Because there's only so many S's coming through the dealership and I don't get them off. You know what I'm saying? I don't get them all. Yeah. I get my share, but there's other salespeople. There's 22 other salespeople. And right. um, so I I knew I couldn't make the living that I wanted to make just working it on my behavior. I had to adapt to the other three. And, you know, typically the I's and the C's I didn't ever really have a problem with it, but I did have a problem yeah. with these. It, it took a yeah. while because I'm trying to hold a conversation. You you trying to get somewhere. You know, you just right. want to see the car, get, get some numbers and get out of here. I'm trying to, you know, have a conversation with you. And so just that aspect alone, what it did for me, once I was able to identify the types of behaviors that was coming in, it really helped me out when I got into management because then I started to understand the the behaviors of my sales staff because not everybody that I was training was getting the message and I struggled with, you know, A is A, why should right. you get it if this other person over here got it? Right. You know what I'm saying? But when I realized that everybody learns differently, everybody here differently, then I had to make sure that, okay, this is how this person needs to be trained. I'm going to have to spend a little bit more time with them. So what we did, we would have one week, we'd have um, an hour or two of group training. Mm -hmm. And then periodically through the week, I would do one-on-one training with each salesperson so that, hey, what we talked about in the meeting, what didn't you understand? And then they would tell me, okay, I didn't understand what you were when you said this. So for me, it really opened up a whole nother level of understanding salespeople um, because not not everybody's trained the same and not everybody hears right. the same message. And But we are asking them to give us the same results. We're asking them to be successful. And if you do not give them the correct resources that they need to go perform what they're doing, then two things are going to happen. One, you're going to lose a good a good salesperson just because you didn't understand them. And two, he or she is probably not going to take care of the customer because what they don't know, they pass on to the customer. And so um, now you're losing a good customer. So it, it it's a um, it's very important. More, I think it's more important today, Asher, than it was um, in the early 90s. And the reason being is that the consumer has all the information to yep. purchase a car or purchase anything. So right. when they come in through the doorway, they are wanting two things. One, somebody who can communicate to them. And one, do you have what I need? Right. I got everything that's done. I got the pricing. I mean, very <laughs> few people come in today and they don't have the pricing down. If they don't, more power to them. But I see consumers coming in today, you know, Know, as we say, more they're more educated or whatever. That's what the internet did. It, it, it gave everybody yeah. the right to know. But what right. it didn't yeah. tell you is that that person still wants to be able to have a communication with that salesperson. And, and nine times out of ten, if you're not the right salesperson, you may have the right product and the right price, and they still go somewhere because mm-hmm. they're looking for that person that that's on the same wavelength as them. Right. Right. With. Otherwise, so, they just buy buy it from online or buy it from the 
manufacturer even. Yeah, it, it, if, if they could, they would. There's, there, I, I could see real easy. You know, there's a couple. If, if you took a look at the four assessments, the one the one candidate that would purchase from, if he, if they could do it, would be um, uh, uh, your C's. Yeah, because yeah. your C's would automatically, I got all the necessary information. I know this about it. I don't need any. I really don't want that too much interaction anyway. <laughs> You know, they, they, they don't want they don't want too much to interact even though they want the information from you back in the day you have to sit down and right. give it to them write it out now they go get it and then there might be they have less questions when they're coming in and more importantly they're not asking questions to get um, uh, more information they're just trying mm-hmm. to validate that you know that they know right <laughs> what they're looking at they're really right. they're really going to say hey, I already know about the car let me tell you about it I just need you to validate that I know and stuff and so but yeah, I think it's uh, for for sales and um, human resource and and hiring. Yeah, how important oh, yeah. is hiring? Um, not that you. I know some companies make their final decision whether they'll hire mm-hmm. an individual or not. Um, I, I struggle with that at times. I think once I know who you are, and I think you have some qualities that work for us. I just need to adapt some some, right. some training things to you because um, heck, I, I, I'm that same individual. I took a test to get into the industry and they wouldn't take me, so I kept mm-hmm. coming back asking for the job three days in a row. And finally, they said, "Well, heck, if you act like you want the job, I'll just hire you." Right, here's right. the parameter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't pass their test either. <laughs> you know, yeah. but my but my why was pretty big at that time. I needed something, and and yeah. you know, my why my why superseded everything, and that's how I was able to be successful. In the, in the automotive industry because when you look at my assessment test this, you wouldn't think this was the industry I would have been in and would have been successful you know right, so it's right. kind of it's, it's kind of that's kind of neat when you look at those and say, hey, this is what kind of they think you should be in. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, and there might be a few that's people true. say, hey, that, you know, that matches up to me or, well, I don't even like those, but it's interesting. Right. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. And, and as far as you, um, how did you get into um, wanting to know more about the disc assessment thing? So I, I actually took the disc assessment back in 2000. I forget it. It's either 2019 or I want to say 2018. So the, the okay. person that introduced it to uh, ET, he... Yeah. Um, he made it available to us so like you could go through him kind of like okay. we have the opportunity to now so like you could take the test from him and then he would do the assessment with you so um, okay. his name is Chris, Chris Daniel he passed okay. I, b- I believe okay. it's 2018 but before okay. he passed I was able to do a session with him and um, wow. two of my two of my family members and um, my thing was just that like I wanted to know like as ET kept talking about it I was just like, man, I need to know about this. Like, if you can take a test and it can tell you more about yourself, like, yeah. I want to know, like, about myself, what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, and, like, how, how I can improve. And upon taking it, I realized that I'd taken it um, for my first job that I got hired out of uh, college. Yeah. But yeah. the big difference was just, like, the amount of time and attention spent on the details of actually, like, explaining to you what the test means. Because I remember we did ours just, like, during a day of orientation for, like 30 minutes and it was yeah. like okay answer these questions this is your profile of like who you are and that was just like it's like this is you and there was no yeah. explanation as to like this word is good in this regard or where yeah. you're, you have certain limitations like here's what you can do to counteract it it's almost like you just got a bad report card and I was like huh yeah. that's probably why I didn't try to do anything with that because I was just like okay like here's more of what <laughs> yeah. I already knew or, or more of what I didn't really want to know because yeah. a lot of times you find 
find people that are like myself that are like high S and high C. They yeah. see the D as, as um, attractive because in business, that, that's kind of what drives the business. But a lot yeah. of time, especially for a new hire, somebody coming in, they're looking for people to just be like the drivers. But not yeah. enough time is spent on um, speaking to the people that keep the business afloat and keep the business even going forward and transcending the industry yeah. and say, okay, here's what's going to change over time and here's what we're going to have to do to maintain it. Like, I just felt like a lot of times too much attention is placed on one aspect of it and not mm-hmm. the other three. And the beautiful yeah. thing that I've been going through the training and understanding, oh, okay, like regardless of what you are, one, it's important that you know who you are. And then from yeah. that, it's good for you to know where you best fit in and who you need to yeah. have around you to where you guys can like <laughs> really gel together. Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think um, um, you're dead on it as far as wanting to know what your strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I've talked to a couple people already that they don't want to know. You know, yeah. they, they don't want to know their strengths and weaknesses, or or you can call them your talents and your non-talents, whatever it is. But if right. you if if you're able to have success like you are right now, how much more success would you have if you knew that there's a couple things that's holding you back from really knocking it out the park? And right. you know, and I think about you know, I think of athletes, you know, and, and not just athletes, but you know, everybody kind of caters to it. Mm-hmm. Those athletes aren't going to these these train these personal trainers and personal coaches because they just want to give them their money. They're right. going to them and say specifically, I need to be I run a four six forty right now. I need to be able to run a four four. How do I get mm-hmm. there? Yeah. And that's the same thing in business. You're selling ten cars a month. I'm gonna give you some strategies based upon your behaviors. I'm gonna put those strategies so that you understand how to effectively utilize them so that you can get to 15 cars a month consistently. Right. How much How much more would that be worth to you? And when you talk to salespeople, they always want to get better. You know, mm-hmm. they, they always want to, you know, um, if they're trying to advance in their career, they know results is kind of one of those uh, diameters that gets uh, viewed. Now, also, right. you got to be well-rounded. You got to be coachable and trainable. But results mm-hmm. is what gets the eyeball on. And it was kind of right. the same thing for me. Results was what got me into conversation about possibly moving into management. But there were certain other things I needed to address before mm-hmm. they would put me in there to make sure that I was well-rounded. And even when I got in there, I still made a bunch of mistakes. You know, I was like, ooh, I'm overwhelmed here. You know, <laughs> so my S was coming out of me, which I didn't know. You know, I'm trying to be paid, yeah. but, you know, I got 15 people. I got to keep them moving at a fast right. Right. So it kind of, it kind of, it, it brought a little anxiety to me for a little while until I was able to, uh, you know, adapt to it or make it more naturally my style. But uh, I right. think that uh, understanding the who you are allows you, um, it allows your mind to move in areas that you didn't think was possible once you know that um, this is what's holding me back. Cause we've all had that conversation, you know, if you haven't, you know, my father was good at saying, hey, you know, if you would just get out of your way. Hey, Avery, you you might make something happen. Yeah. Well, if you just you know what I'm saying, if you just knew who you were, you might make right. something happen a little bit more. And so, if right. that, if, if, you, that if you knew happened, what 
being in your way actually meant because it's like people from the outside a lot of times they can see it intuitively yeah. but people may not know how to like communicate that to you or even when they do communicate it to you, it might just yeah. come off like what right do you have to be telling me this that and the other but then when it's written down on something yeah. based on a test that you took then it's like oh yeah. okay like I can accept this because like I made the choice to yeah. take this, this route it, exactly and, and you know and I think it's a uh, you know I think it's always fair to let them know hey I'm, I'm still working on me you know mm-hmm. while I'm speaking to you I'm I'm, I'm working through through my uh, uh, non-talents, you know, and I'm trying to increase my talents because I want to have a, you know, a successful career. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I want to uh, uh, have a better life with the, with my family, my spouse, my kids. You know, I'm in the process now of uh, um, having them take it. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting excited to actually view <laughs> what it shows about them because um, I kind of have an idea who, who each one is, but it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how it comes on paper. And then... More importantly, they want to know because they're 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 young. They got a lot. They got a lot of life and a lot of career that they're trying to get to. And if they can start yeah. now, better now. Oh, I think it's I think it's incredibly incredibly important to know. So I think that's, it's I think it's huge. Just, yes, it's really, really huge. Just like that. And so, what do you want to What do you want to do with what you're learning? I know you got your so, podcast. Which is, I, I right, see, right. I see your podcast. Yeah. What do you want to do? So the, the main thing that I that I want to do, especially for this first quarter is to um, use it on myself and um, use it in a way to master myself because in doing the podcast it was really a a vehicle or an avenue to do something that I enjoyed like I enjoy listening to a lot of podcasts I was like oh it it would be great to interview people that I'm just meeting or just interview a friend like on a consistent basis over and over to where like we're able to have great conversations talk about who they are but now like having this tool I'm like okay eventually I'll be able to have better conversations and better yeah. you know, better conversations with people overall because like now I, I have an idea of who I'm talking to and I yeah. know like how how to talk to them to make them comfortable to where yeah. they don't feel like maybe they've got to put on or oh like 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 if I know I'm talking with somebody that wants to keep it short and simple just let them keep it short and sweet if somebody wants yeah. to go on for longer like let that be a possibility but it definitely yeah. for me is to have that one the flexibility to mm-hmm. understand where I am and where I'm best fit in and to yeah. avoid um, like future landmines like things that I've fallen into as a um, yeah. how would I say like hindrances or, or just issues that yeah. I've had in the past and it's like oh okay e- even in using the assessment and kind of going through I believe it was last week yeah last week I went through and I did my first coaching session so I did I believe it was four in one day and I quickly found mm-hmm. out after having a conversation with one of the coaches it's like I'm working in my adaptive as being a coach yeah. but, and also if I haven't taken the time to really prepare ahead of time like that that really um drives the anxiousness up and that's not something that's sustainable to where I'm, I'm you're constantly adapting and it's one of the things that's highlighted in it to where it's like the more you work in your adaptive and not your natural state where you're just operating on your subconscious mind it really yeah. that that's that's the reason for um stress like that's where yeah. all of that yeah. comes in and being able to know that now and kind of seeing what's happened within the last six years i'm like oh wow okay so if i'm yeah. here i can do that long term because it doesn't require too much 
much, but I can still coach somebody. But instead of doing like a big group or just like back yeah. to back to back, now I know, yeah. okay, dude, one a day, plan it out like days ahead or weeks ahead. And now, yeah. I've, got a, now I've got a game plan. And that's right. that, that's those are the main things that I, I wanted to do with it. Apply it to myself and then be able to leverage it in conversation and also yeah. have um, clients that match me to be able to build another stream of income. But most importantly, yeah. help the people to just understand like, hey, this is what's going on with you personally, mm -hmm. not only there, but this is what's going on with you in your home life. This is what's going yeah. on with you in your work life. And like, here are some adjustments that we can make. And like, yeah. as soon as you see it, it's just like, no, this isn't real. It's like, it is real. Yeah. It's been around since the 1920s. That's right. Yeah. It, it, and you're absolutely correct on that because I didn't realize they've been around that long. I looked it up, you know, right when I first started uh, um, wanting to know more about it. And, you know, mm -hmm. you, you hit on a key point about um, um, the stress level, you know, when you are working in an environment that is uh, uh, totally against your natural uh, behaviors in, in, in the beginning, you know, everything seems fine, but then you hit that wall, yeah. you hit yeah. that wall, and, and that wall is everything starts to starts to upset you, it starts to bother you, it's picking at you, yeah. and oh, that's man. where I do Yeah, and then that's what I think that's where you, when you, um, I had a couple of friends, they were making good money, I'm gonna say well, well over six figures a year, and, and they just left. Yeah. And, and, and and I remember asking them, I said, well, well why'd you quit? And they said, right. I'm having, I want to have any bond, you know, I, yeah. you know, the money didn't matter. It's because they were doing something totally different than who they were. And right. when I first got in the automotive industry, the, the finally the manager who decided to hire me because I kept coming back asking for the job, he told me, he says, I I'm going to let you know, here's where you're going to struggle. Yeah. And he and he laid it out. He says, you're going to you're going to have a hard time here based upon your behavior. And and um, but your hustle mm -hmm. and your why is going to carry you a little way. But then you then you're going to hit that wall. And I remember. I remember right. within the first 18 months to two years, you know, I, I was looking for a different job, you know, right. out of the auto industry and actually had had got a job out of the auto industry. Um, I hadn't exactly uh, accepted the offer, but the mm -hmm. day I came in to let them know that I was going to be leaving and accepting this new offer, they made me the manager. <laughs> and obviously the manager it was making twice as much pay and I right. thought well you know I wanted to be a manager well mm -hmm. let me just go ahead and stay and and but then I started to I started to recognize and then you know luckily my you know my wife she would let me know when she could see that the stress level was coming on you know she mm -hmm. you know she could tell and that's when I knew okay you got to change some things at work you know right. you got to do what you love to do and what I really love to do once I got in management and everything I started moving up was the training because mm -hmm. the training and always kept me mindful and kept me at ease and I could help the other people. And so getting in there, getting in there and getting into the negotiation and the closing and all that, yeah, yeah, I could do it and everything because, you know, that's how I made a living. But I got more right. satisfaction as a salesperson who had never sold anything before. And now here he is successful, you know, changing his lifestyle, his career and his, and his, and his, uh, his life at the house. That excited me more than, you know, getting there and really um, you know, all the clothing and stuff. And so that's what kind of got me where I'm at today, you know, gotcha. wanting to help, um, mm -hmm. you know, salespeople who there's a lot of processes in sales. You gotta, you gotta go mm -hmm. from A to Z. But the yeah. one thing that's not being taught right now is this, you need to understand behaviors before you can even get into your processes. You need to right. know who you're, who you're communicating with 
because you may have to change your processing style up. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is sometimes if you're talking to a certain customer, your process don't work, you got to give them the price right up front. Yeah. And according to your process, that's happened number 22. <laughs> but this customer doesn't want it. He's not, he not going right. to let you know these people. Right. I need price. Like, you, better, you might as well skip those first 20 steps and just get right there. It's like, oh, this is what yeah. you need yeah. right yeah. now. Let's close. Let's, let's get yeah. on with exactly. it. Exactly. And in your mind, you're like, well, no, my boss is going to be upset if I just go right to the price, you know, and, and, and then right. you go tell your boss that he just wants the price and your boss doesn't understand because he doesn't know right. who you got out there. He's like, hey, no, right. bring him inside, do the process, and next thing you know, it becomes a confrontation and then the mm -hmm. customer just leaves. Right. And you're wondering right. why you didn't get there. It's because you didn't handle it right from the beginning, you know. Yeah. We had a saying, what starts bad, ends bad. You know, you got you to right. start this deal. Right? And I think yeah. if the salespeople, um, if they would just um, focus in on understanding, okay, I got this type of customer in front of me. And let me adapt this process to this customer and not feel that they have to just follow that one process because 75% of your people are walking back out the door because you wanted to stick right. to this process and you didn't you didn't care enough about me to change it. Yeah. And so, you know, that's uh, um, that's what I, I really like uh, about what, what we're doing. And, you know, and, and that's what Get to Ready On is about. You know, it's about motivating these salespeople and inspiring them to take on the challenges, you know, that life is throwing at us every day. And, you know, and mm -hmm. when the time comes and the moment arises, will you be ready? Because that's what right. it's about. Will you be ready? when that customer comes through you know you get one a day you need to yeah. be ready you know like you were saying if i'm gonna have a and, and you said a great word i'm gonna put a game plan together and i'm gonna have this one customer a day instead mm -hmm. of having four of them and no game plan right if you only get one customer a day you want to be ready for that one you right. need to have your game plan ready your your mind right and understand i get one shot at it and um mm -hmm. i need to i need to hit it you know i need to hit it out the park you know and then be able to hey be able to adapt to whatever they come with and, uh, right. and still get the sale but know um, that hey I had to overcome some challenges but I got it yep. you know I figured them out you know there was times where I would start the process wrong and I'm like okay me and this customer right here we're having some issues you know <laughs> and I need to change my style because they're not going to change theirs mm -hmm. they're not going to change their style to match you you right. have to change your style to match them it's, <laughs> it's their money you know yeah that's, that's <laughs> true and, and back to what you were saying before uh, I I remember the first time I heard this, this saying, I kind of got offended because I'm one person that, that like abide by the rules and things like that. But somebody had told me once yeah. it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. And I, I didn't understand that at first, but now it makes sense because in that scenario where you have um, somebody that's trying to go through the procedures, if you break mm -hmm. the procedure for the benefit of the client and you go back mm -hmm. to your boss and be like, here's a check. I don't think mm -hmm. the boss is going to be too mad about like, hey, you got a check, you got the commission and you sold the mm -hmm. car, right? rather than, oh, hey, boss, like, let's have this confrontation and bring them in. They want this, but uh, yeah. uh, here's what we're supposed to do. It's like you cut out all that extra stuff and just yeah. being able to have that that flexibility or at least having it in your head to be like, oh, okay, like there's another way to do this. And it doesn't always have to be like one way. Exactly. We had got to the point, Asher, to where we would have, you know, two or three different managers who had different styles. So when the mm -hmm. salesperson came out of the office and we said, okay, who do you got? Yeah. We wanted. We didn't want them to tell us what car they were buying and all that. We right. wanted to know how do we how do we talk to this customer? And he said, "Oh, okay. Don't send Bob in. Bob, Bob, run him out of here. Right. That's, that's, that's you know what I'm saying? Don't send Bob. Yeah. Let's send Jamal. Yeah. And Jamal's gonna match up even better. And, right. and and you know, and as a manager, 
I loved it. If you told me, hey, no, Avery, you can't go in on my customer because you you, you, you got a bad mojo or something going on. You and that customer going to yeah. have a conflict. I'm fine with it. You, you're not right. hurting my pride. You know, you're right. not, you, you, at the end of the day, we got to sell. But more importantly, that customer who we're asking him to send his clients back, mm-hmm. he, that's what he's going to go home and say, hey, it was the easiest. When you hear somebody say this, that was the easiest time I ever had buying a car. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with the price. Right. It didn't have anything. It's just when they came in, they met the right bell person and they had the best time by matter of fact they didn't even know they've been there four hours yeah you know what i'm saying most of the time they read to go but they right. oh take your time you know, <laughs> right right you know they're spending fifty thousand dollars and hey yeah. good time. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, hilarious it's, because it's, yeah the, it's the problem i was just gonna say the, the first time I, I went to uh to buy a car i i go i go to the dealership i had a friend drop me off because like we, we kind of drove up and as, this is like on a saturday morning and all the sales guys are just there like under a tent just like ready and they just look like sharks ready to eat and i was like i don't know how i feel about this i just feel like as soon as i step out of the car they're just gonna swarm on me like to smell blood in the ocean yeah. So then what I asked my friend do is like, we were leaving and I was like, you know what? Like, let me just go over there and, and check it out. So yeah. I had my friend drop me off around the corner and I just walked into like the, uh, the car lot. So they're kind of okay. like, what the heck? Like you didn't come out of the car. Like, how'd you get here? And then I'm, yeah. I'm going around and I'm just like, oh, I want a car for like a used car for $12,000. And they're kind of looking at me yeah. like, I either said 12 or 10. They're like, you're not serious right now. Are you like, what, what do you think this is? Like Chuck E. Cheese, you just come in here and just have whatever. It's like, we're selling cars we're not selling like whatever you think and um the experience with with the person that i was riding with he was uh i think a retired officer and yeah. he's like real built and everything he's real charismatic and everything and yeah. i'd already made it up in my mind where i was just like i'm not buying anything today like I literally have plans to go somewhere else but i want to see what there and it was yeah. a nice like 2013 chevy malibu and i was like man this is a nice car but i, like, I want to just have like that power to walk away and come back yeah. but like as we're doing the test drive and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not interested in buying. Like conversations completely died. Like he wasn't trying to get me back or nothing. It was just like, uh-uh, I'm not talking to you anymore. And like, yeah. come back, park it. And um, I called back. I either got a call back later because it was like, oh, okay. Like, hey, this might change. And I was like, I- I'll think about it later because I'm going out of town. And as soon as I yeah. got back, somebody else had showed up that same day and bought the car. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. you win some, you lose some. But yeah. definitely the, the second experience went much better because it was just like the person he, he was he was ready to sell me but at the same time I, yeah. I say they did about equally it's just I put myself in a like lose-lose situation where I was renting yeah. a car and then I returned yeah. it and or I was on my way to return it so I was like I have to buy a car in order to go yeah. Yeah. so like whatever he was putting in front of me which is what I'm in now the, the uh, Toyota yeah. Corolla and I was like hey that I guess that'll work so uh, not I was like hey it, it works out and it's been good to me now about four four coming up maybe five years in? well and that that's good because I, I you know i'll be honest with you sometimes the auto industry can get a you know they can get a bad bad reputation and you yeah. know deserving deservingly so in some occasion and things of that nature but the, the process the way it is today the consumer has total control over it. you know mm-hmm. we, we can't make you do anything you can't force you to do anything and that's what i tell the sales people just 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 be just be yourself right. just be who that customer thinks you are because they they they, they have all the all the control, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I used to like it when they say, "Well, hey, are, are, you, are we gonna write this up, or what are we gonna do? Are we just gonna keep talking?" I went, "Oh, oh okay. I didn't know you wanted to buy it." You know, you didn't say it. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna buy it. Oh, okay. 
you know, th- those are the, the great experiences. Yeah, you have the other ones that sometimes go awry, but I think that's where this is, this, this whole process, this is personality assessment that we're talking about and how, mm-hmm. man, it, it, it can just motivate you and inspire you. And then I'm telling you, you know, I'm, not only am I using it for, you know, the, the sales training and everything and, and combining it with Get You Ready On and then mm-hmm. um, being able to do some speaking with Get You Ready On and, and, and just just motivate everybody to find out who they are. And I like right. the fact that they are they are starting to administer some of these tests earlier, you know, mm-hmm. to, to I think, what's the earliest, maybe 10, 11, 12 years old, if they're thinking maybe start having oh, yeah. that. Yeah, they, they, like well, that. I mean, it's, I think um, 10 years old is probably the earliest, but really the criteria for it, even like if you're eight, you can be able to take it so long as the child has an understanding of what the words mean for the test. Yeah. Because this, okay. this Saturday in Atlanta, is going to be the first um, tour date that they do for the um, the school days um, oh, okay. event okay. because that CT is going away from like working with corporations, um, yeah. the uh, sports teams and things like that in order to put more focus into the school systems and really like kind of flip it on its head to be like, okay, the school system hasn't evolved since like the 1800s or 1900s. Like yeah. the classroom's exactly yeah. the same. Okay, you have a, a whiteboard here or a smart board or something, but it's like the way that school and education has been taught it's like nothing's really evolved so I think it's a beautiful thing that he's doing going into yeah. the school system and you have coaches like ourselves that are trained yeah. specifically on the school end and to have people to be like okay you'll get the kids they have the, the book you ain't the boss of me yeah. I finally got my hands on a copy after like hearing about it hearing about it and like well, yeah, I, I, need, went, I need to yeah, yeah exactly. I think they, they, they have it on the, the website but being a coach I'm sure if you reach out to um if you reach out to Val or or eat yeah. like the yeah. um the people that that do the the background because it's like there's okay. your, your S's and C's is like that's that's who you need yeah. to talk to to get the information because like you might get excited talking with E, but yeah. then he may not have like the, the details for you, but um, right. they, yeah. they may be able to get you that information to where you can get it to either like more people if that's what you want to do. But um, yeah, just with it being available think, to people that are from like 10 to 20, that's a huge gap to fill because so many people when they're growing up, it's like, oh, what do you want to be? Like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be, well, some people, they might be want to be a unicorn or princess and it's like you might not be able to do those things because like certain fairy tales they're not they don't um, yeah. kind of play out that same way in real life. But now yeah. actually seeing something like, okay, here's, you can be an accountant, you can be an engineer, mm-hmm. like that pairs up perfectly with somebody that's in the STEM field. Like I came from the STEM field, which is engineering oh, okay. and seeing like, okay. I saw people quote unquote doing engineering or like just working on little projects. And it was interesting. And I was like, I happened to fall into something that I like and I just kept yeah. doing it. And then I just picked a random major going into college and it's like, oh, this is cool. Other people yeah. were like, oh man, I can't stand this. And I'm like, I'm just going to be quiet over here and keep working in the (laughs) corner because like, I'm enjoying yeah. it. So like, don't ruin my experience. But if you feel like it's like, like okay, yeah. maybe it sucks for you. <laughs> well, and I think that that age group that you're talking about, that 10 to 20, the with the internet and its influence on 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 everybody, but really that that age group in there, because they're I mean they're, they're tied to it, and yeah. them looking at stuff on the internet, um, you could be this, you could be that, and they start to yeah. think that's okay, that's who I want to be right there. But they don't know that really they may not be based upon who they 
they really are. Now, doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't um, strive for it. Can't doesn't mean right. you can't right. put it out there. But at least you need to know, okay, this is really who I am. I can get there, but there's going to be requiring some work mm-hmm. to get to that. And 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 I think the internet kind of gives off some ball pretenses on who people are. We all can be. Um, movie stars or influencers or, or, or yeah. whatever. But, you know, the reality of it is some of us are struggling with some, um, I myself, I had a, a reading disability and, you know, I had speed, speed classes all the way up through high school, you know, because mm-hmm. I had it and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to be something different too, but, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't speak as well as I needed to be. And I didn't have the confidence to stand in front of people and speak at that particular right. time. And so it kind of changed. That's, that's kind of where my behavior was set in stone as far as paid and my ass right there is how it all came about just having the difficulties right. with my comprehension and things like that and um, then you know the auto industry you know went a whole different direction but yeah i think that that, that education um program that et and his team has put together um definitely i want to be able to um join in on that um i'm part of a uh, a volunteer program for WISC kids here in oklahoma city and what we do we we um we tutor um um, um, minorities, most of them are Spanish, that mm-hmm. they struggle with um, reading and writing because they don't have anybody to work with them when they go home because the parents right. speak all Spanish. And so right. uh, we right. work in the program. And, you know, a couple of things that you notice with them due to the fact that they um, can't speak as well or read as well, you know, is uh, confidence. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't have self-confidence, then you kind of be- you can become um, I won't say an introvert, but you don't want to speak out in front of anybody. So you learning right. to read out loud is very difficult. And right. I think right. these programs that ET has will allow them to one know, hey, this is this is a this is an industry that you could possibly work in. You right. know, get right. them excited right. about reading, get them excited about learning, um, and and going through these struggles that they're going through right now. So um, yeah, I I'm a hundred percent behind that program. I think it's a real neat that with ET. He's doing learning who you are early, you yep. know, or what some of your behaviors are, you know, um, is, is a, is a, it's a game changer. It's a game. Oh, then for parents, it's a, a parents trying to raise one too, you know, right. now, you know, <laughs> now you, you know, know what you're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. This, this isn't so impossible because I, uh, I think I got this book, uh, the five love languages and yeah. like I read it, but I didn't really, like I studied the first part of it and I'm thinking like at some point in the year, I'm going to go back to it, but back to what we were talking about earlier, I'm just like, okay, I just got to focus on one thing. Like once I've mastered yeah. that thing, like once I have a better understanding of myself, just for like this first quarter, I'll put that yeah. on autopilot and then I can pick up something new to be like okay this is the new thing because in the past it's just been you have a whole bunch of ideas and then I'm just trying to to do all of them and it's like playing whack-a-mole like okay maybe I get this one maybe I don't get that one and then when it all falls apart it's just like it just doesn't work so even to that point with the podcast for example I started it back um like first episode I ever recorded August of 2019 and then in September like I really ramped it up and I was just like okay let me reach out to anybody yeah. that I can talk to and just be like hey do you want to be on the podcast just want to catch up get to know you different things like that yeah. and like again that that um the strain acting in my adaptive yeah. like just being go get it go get it go get it like yeah. it quickly hit me by the end of September I was like whew 
I'm worn out. Like yeah. not sleeping <laughs> as much or just like just drained at the end of the day. And I was like, okay, let me yeah. pull back a little bit. Let me just do like maybe three a day or maybe three in a week and just kind yeah. of like pace it out, pace it out. And it's like, okay, that, that's where my strength is at. It's like, I might not be the person that's driving, but I understand like yeah. how to like make people comfortable or just yeah. make it easier on myself to deal with certain things. And like you were saying earlier, a lot of people look at the superstar, but a conversation that I've had with um, a mentor of mine and, and different guys is that a lot of times people look at the person that's holding the microphone or that the spotlight's on, but yeah. nobody's thinking about like who built the microphone or like who set yeah. the stage for that whole event to go on. It's like there's actually more money behind the scenes than it is what yeah. you see. And you have, yeah. for instance, like basketball players or football players, since those are like the two popular sports, even baseball, golf, and things yeah. like that. The people that have the longest careers in those things are the people that aren't playing. You have like the scorekeeper, the referee, <laughs> the uh, yeah. the people that are working yeah. concessions, the announcer, yeah. like those people, they've been there for maybe 20 plus years and yeah. they're not worried about pulling a hamstring, not being able to yeah. show up for the game. And it's like that, that avenue, it, it works for the people that it works. And I mean, it, it's a very tight funnel, but I think it, yeah. as people begin to understand who they are and kind of yeah. look at different jobs as not something you look down on, but even like a janitor, for instance, like if the janitor is not there, like you're going to be in bad shape. Like some exactly. people will be like, oh, oh, like they act like everybody doesn't use the bathroom or whatnot, but it's like, okay, go yeah. to the bathroom, don't clean up after yourself and then see how yeah. uncomfortable it is. Like you go into a restaurant yeah. where somebody <laughs> hasn't cleaned up or a gas station and yeah. it's terrible. You're like, oh my yeah. God, I wish I could pay for a janitor to be here. Or like, you, you don't even want to go there, but just to have yeah. like the understanding that somebody, whether they wanted to or not, they mm-hmm. took it upon themselves to like go clean up after somebody else. It's like that, that's powerful. And, that, and that's why yeah. I, I really wanted to do this because I'm like, I just respect people that care about themselves and they really care about what they do because it's like yeah. for somebody to do something in day in and day out without recognition and they understand that hey I've got children to take care of I've got yeah. like they're just proud to where like they can go and they put their kids in school their kids are like the top earners top this top that yeah. and they just work in the background like in places you would never know like you may never see their face and like they, ju- they just covered in dirt mud muck and all that but maybe they're mm-hmm. having a picture day for their kids and like that's the one picture that they have online or they have like a family picture yeah. otherwise like they're not online they're not on social media and the thing that's just good to let um, younger people coming up or even adults that may have just kind of lost in the shuffle of like everything that's going on now. It's like there used to be a time when all the distractions weren't all the rave. And this is simply a reminder that like regardless of what comes if we have flying cars in 2020 or 2030, it's like people are still people and you need to deal with them as such. It's like we're not machines yet. We're not robots. And even if we become that, like until we get there, let us do our best to maintain what we have and not lose uh, the humanity factor. You're, you're, you're exactly right. And, that, and that's why I say a lot has changed in the sales industry as far as, you know, the how cars are made, um, how business is done, what the internet has done for. But the one common denominator still is, is people. Yep. And, without, and without, without these people coming through the door and meeting somebody that they can have a conversation with, it, mm-hmm. it's going it, 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 to be real terrible if you cannot communicate with those people and um, and, and earn their business and stuff. And then just, and, and not 
so much just sales, just just life, just life in general. Because the, yeah. the one thing that you know, I noticed, you know, on my ass, it, you know, talks about pace and it talks about consistency and things of that nature. The one thing that I prided myself on is when I was when I was selling is that you know the the manager would always say, okay, how many are you gonna sell? How many? You know, they want to know at the beginning of the month what what your what your goals were. And, right. and they would always say, oh, I already know what your goals are. Let's get to the next person because I'm consistently getting my right, goals. Right, you know, right. I, I wasn't one that, you know, we have a bad month, then a good month, and then the, mm-hmm. I consistently got it. And so when I first looked at my assessment and I saw that, I was like, yep, yep. You know, I'm not going to be the first. Hey, I'm not going to be the first one done. I'm not going to be the last one done, but it's going to be done. I take pride in that. And, and I think no matter who you are, take pride in it, be motivated and use it to inspire others around you because I'm an S with a in my eye my, and an I my eye is right below my head and right. I love to inspire that's why I love to train that's why I love I love to see people succeed um, when they didn't think they could because I think we've all been there where you had that one mentor when everybody else gave up on you they stood by you they they, yeah. they kept pushing you you know they you know they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let you go I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm not letting you go matter of fact we, we're gonna go hip to hip where I go you mm-hmm. go but you're gonna get it yeah, done right and you know and I've got one of those mentors from high school and and in, in my, my speech teacher she's one of my mentors from high school just would not let me use the fact that I had a reading disability and a comprehension and, and competency to for not being successful in life they weren't mm-hmm. buying it and so that's what we need to do we need to take our win when we win yeah. when we and, and, and give that to somebody else now that you've mm-hmm. won you, you go inspire and motivate somebody Somebody else, and you know, and that's 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 what get your ready on is all about. It's just helping each right. other. Hey, get your ready on. You know, hey, right. you have a bad day. I had a bad day, but tomorrow's a better yep. day. You know, we, we we'll go swing at them tomorrow. You don't win every day, but if you don't get up, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna win no day. <laughs> you know, that's true. You got to you got to get up, and so, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to be on here. You know, uh, we sat across at, at, at up there in Michigan and uh, yeah. got a chance to, to meet you. I remember telling the wife I came on. I said, I said, um, I need to get on his podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I, I said he got, I said he got a podcast going on and stuff because that's something that you know down the road I'd love to do. You know, like you said, yeah. you know, try to get, not get too many things going on. You know, mm-hmm. function under one and stuff, and so. You know, definitely anything I can do for you, Asher, um, you know, let, let me know. And, uh, you know, the community group that we got and stuff, uh, um, I need to get on one of them calls. I didn't know the calls was on Monday. I missed yeah. <laughs> I, I miss, I miss this one, too, but luckily they've got the... Uh, the replay in there. So I, I was getting ready to, to watch it. Yes, exactly. Because I need, I need to, I need to go, I need to go deeper. You know, need yeah, to go, yeah. need to go deeper and stuff of that nature. And so, um, but yeah, I appreciate the time and everything like that. And you know, I'm hoping to catch up with you at another one of these events. And and for sure, that, uh, are you going to? Are you going to the uh, the uh, uh, the first tour with the education in Atlanta? Are you going to be there? Yeah, I, I will be there. Um, I was originally I wasn't planning on it, but um, it looks like I. I'll be there. And if I can, um, I'm going to help a friend with something else. Uh, if both things happen to be there, I'll just be out there ready to help. Yeah. Well, definitely. If you're there, I was just going to, you know, reach out to you and, you know, see how it went. I'm sure probably oh. ET and them have stuff on, yeah, they'll probably have some stuff on the, uh, on the website um, about it, you know, just to um, kind of get a feel. But yeah, I need, I need to get, I need to, 
I need to get my uh, You Ain't the Boss book, that's for sure. Right, right. And and I want to say that that's on the website, but definitely I'll let you know how it goes afterwards. And yeah. I've got to get you back on here to get your your backstory because I was like, you know, it's, and I, I guess that's the beauty of it, just being able to like have, have somebody on and be like, oh man, there's so much more we can talk about. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it just kind of just builds one thing after another, but I'll definitely let you know what happens this weekend. And it should be, it should be something amazing because it's being kicked off, I think, on Martin Luther King Day or before. Okay. Because today's the 15th yeah. and then five days, or no, that might be before. Because I think MLK Day is the 20th, maybe? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. MLK Day is the 20th. But, right. And I, I think that's why they're starting it in Atlanta yeah. and doing it uh, during that makes time. That, that, that makes sense. So I'm sure it's going to be something something wonderful. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, they, they should be real proud. They should be real proud yeah. of what they're trying to do. And, 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 and I don't use we're trying what's going to get done over the course yep. of time um, when you start you know I never thought about it what you said you know the, the system the, the education system has been the same you start here you end up here you, you know elementary yep. you high, high school you know there's been a lot of educational changes but that's pretty yep. much the standard it, and, even um, even like corporate trainings for instance like I can't I've been to so many plants like paper mills power plants um, nuclear plants and they put you through like this the safety orientation that you do and they pop in this video it's from like 1980 like same yeah. thing and it's like like you do your best not to fall asleep if you fall asleep in there more than likely that's that's your job but it's like so many things need to be revamped but at the same time yeah. it's like we just do one one thing at a time and i think the more like things get with the time like yeah the better people will probably see like having that rejuvenation of saying oh okay like people are interested in these things and like you can pair people with jobs it's like there's plenty of jobs and there's plenty of things to do yeah. but like once you understand yeah. the human aspect and stop like trying to put people as like just gears and spokes and just like you just part of the clog you're just a number it's like yeah, yeah when you get away from that and you rehumanize things it's like oh okay that that's what was missing well and you think about today um you know when i was growing up if you had more than one or two jobs on your resume mm -hmm. you are a job hopper and they mm -hmm. didn't want to they didn't want to hire you you right, today right. a person may have four or five jobs or yep. more within the last two years yep. and, it, and it's okay things, right. things, have, things have changed and then this generation that's coming up you know they're leading it they're like hey i, I yeah. need to check you out i need to see if this is a right. good fit and, well, and i mean at the same time some some companies are doing the same thing especially if it's like a startup company where it's like we gotta get yeah. you here for doing this as soon as you kind of do what it was intended to do like okay you're out the next one's in so it's like yeah there are no guarantees per se so it's like you gotta just right. keep keep it moving if you think maybe you're gonna come in and I, I almost didn't understand what what people meant when they say you get like health benefits you get this <laughs> insurance benefit because it's like it doesn't seem like it initially just because it's like oh like by benefit i just understood like money in my pocket and not money yeah. coming out of my pocket but then once yeah. you have a chance to look at it and be like oh okay so like when the company pays insurance like when i buy my insurance through the company like i only pay like a quarter of the price versus they're paying 
paying three quarters of the price. I'm like, yeah. oh, now that makes sense. Because I, I asked the question and it goes back to that communication thing where you may ask a question and mm-hmm. it doesn't get answered either because you didn't ask it the right way or like maybe what you were asking just wasn't wasn't understood. And it's like, okay, now it makes sense. So like, right. if you want to start a company, you, you can, but um, there are certain things that you've got to overcome. And once exactly. you overcome them, it's like you got to maintain what you've got going on. But at the same time, it's important to understand the companies that are already here and they exist, like if they can be improved upon and maximized, it's like we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel. But yes, if core values don't agree, like yeah. by all means, don't don't compromise your core values just to do something. But, That's right. Um, yeah. Good this, stuff. This well, definitely. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate it, Andrew. Hey, hey, you know, uh, obviously... Right. I, th- I think I think you're an S too, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, is that is that your high point? Um, it's F- right there with with the C. It's like just right they're off. The yeah, the first time yeah. I took it, I was ninety nine, ninety nine, and I. I want to say that's the most authentic because I, yeah. I took my time to look up all the definitions because I was like, I think I know what these words mean, but let me just, let me just be yeah. sure. Like, me, because yeah. it's like some things, um, they're like some words, they're very similar to each other. And I'm like, what, yeah. what's the difference? Like this one's most, this one's yeah. least. And it's like, just when I had the understanding, I was like, okay, that, that's me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like any, anybody that knows me will tell you like, yeah, I'm a C. Like whenever I go shopping, like I organize yeah, myself so I, I can see. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might write it down, but even like putting stuff in the shopping cart, like I've got it in an order to okay. where I can look down and be like, okay, that's what I bought. Otherwise, it's like I'll spend like fifty bucks or thirty bucks or a hundred bucks, and it's like, where did all that money go? But now when it's organized, it's like, oh, okay, that's how much I'm gonna spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, organization is not one of my big deals, so you know, I'll leave that, I'll leave that alone. You know, so that, <laughs> but that, yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, um, it's, it's incredible. And then the reason why I say that because I can tell that that, that um, we could, we could. We could talk all day because that's what yes, Ed's for so sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. Some people like. say, "Oh, they're they're introverted. They don't talk a lot." It's like, ah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give us something that we agree on, and be yeah. talking to somebody that's similar to you. It's like it can go all day. That's exactly right. Exactly right. But uh, well, good. Hey, uh, well, let me know. Let me know how everything goes in in Atlanta, and um, yes, I look, look forward to hook, look forward to hooking up with you again, and uh, um, and, and watching your podcast podcast grow. If anybody's out there listening to this podcast you got to hook up with asher he will take care of you i appreciate the time you. today I'll let the people right, know where they can find you okay you can reach me at averyhicks.com um you can call me at air code 405-295-4022 and you can also catch me at um at id instagram at get your ready on awesome. ready thanks, thanks Avery. Appreciate have it. a great one I'll- all right thanks bye